Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Folks, we have a lot of interesting conversations off air, uh, and not all of them make it on air, but we, like many other folks in the audience today, have been talking a lot about... Uh, the effects of money. We did We did an episode a few years back called uh, Does Being Wealthy Make You a Bad Person or something? And the science is surprisingly depressing and pretty solid. Uh, but it, it, I think our conclusion was it doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. It just makes it much easier for you to become a bad person or behave in uncool ways. 
But that's like an open secret. It's not even a secret that money can make you increasingly disconnected from the world around you. You get surrounded by opulent things. Uh, you have a bunch of sycophants and, and yes folks, and you're able to do whatever you want, often without consequences, and that can make people jaded. Mm-hmm. The old ivory tower situation. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it applies. I mean, it's literally like you have the resources to kind of wall yourself in, whether physically or socially or economically. And then like your old friends from, you know, when you were poor, uh, they don't want to hang out with you anymore because you've changed. Yeah. And, you know, as many of our YouTube commenters have noticed recently and said out loud, we have that McDonald's money now. So, boy, do we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I've got the juice. Uh, well, <laughs> it's, also, the only point I would expand on there is that, sadly, another open secret is that the rags to riches stories are much less common than the media would have us believe. So often, if you lose touch with uh, your old friends, they're your old friends from Phillips Exeter or Harvard Business, and you're just out of touch. But you're right. You're right. Uh we do we have that mcdonald's money now and we've you know got like i got really into faberge eggs and monocles uh mm -hmm. what, what weird things have you guys gotten into oh well i don't know about you guys but i'm really enjoying my golden arches emblazoned cadillac uh mm. that i was gifted by the corporation as we refer to it and uh <laughs> yeah I've, I've been getting mcdonald's pizzas delivered to me from 2010 or whenever it was uh they're, they're still good by the way Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened to them. If you want to check out more, <laughs> to learn this, uh, check out the podcast that we just learned about today. Uh, whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's? No spoilers uh. other than that. There are 177 episodes, so get ready. Uh, but you're, you're right. Uh, we, as people look for new experiences, and when you have access to so many experiences so easily you, you get a little jaded you want new levels of exclusivity i don't want to own a parrot anymore what's the most endangered illegal bird i want to own that and i want to teach it to dance with my tiger for uh, fun. <laughs> and, yes and you know another important thing is that wealth often comes over time and with age and right. as you're getting older, you're thinking about a lot of things. One of the major topics on your mind is self-preservation. Right. So I, I, I feel like a, another way to phrase that, too, is new escapes. And ah. one of the big escapes is an escape from mortality. Uh, so it's no surprise that some very wealthy or very powerful people get into really weird esoteric stuff. And there is nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just stuff that's merely out of the reach for most of the public. Like you buy a dirigible, you're not hurting anybody. It's just most people can't buy an airship. But also, like, let's just say, too, when we're talking about these types of, you know, escapes from mortality, uh, they could just be really expensive skincare products. They could just be, you know, really, really pricey spa vacations, things like that, mud baths that the average person couldn't afford. Doesn't necessarily mean, you know, drinking the blood of, of virgins or children. Mm -hmm. But today's story is about the dark side of elite hobbies. It's a tale about shadowy, secretive acts, a, a new, unholy combination, the bleeding edge of modern science and 
allegedly ancient rites. You see, folks, you may have heard recently uh, that there's a hot new drug, or I should say a hot new drug, making the rounds amid the uppest of the upper crust. It's called adrenochrome. Here are the facts. Adrenochrome. You may have this. This word might uh, be ringing some bells. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, but here is the official story. Uh, first things first. It is real. It is a chemical compound that's produced by the breakdown of naturally occurring epinephrine uh, or, or adrenaline. Uh, it's created both synthetically um, and in small amounts inside the human body and other mammals as well. Uh, the first synthesis uh, lab creation of epinephrine was in 1904 and synthetic epinephrine hit the market in 1906. So to convert the epinephrine to adrenochrome, all you have to do is allow it to oxidize. You, you, you essentially um, manufacture an oxidization reaction with uh, another compound called silver oxide. So what, what are the effects on humans? Well, there's, there's been some testing, uh, quite, quite, a, quite a bit, but not as much as you may think on this substance. And we'll get into the reasons why. Uh, testing on this substance isn't uh, widespread, but you can use this stuff in labs for all kinds of varying research projects. Really researchers have found that there are a few uses for it medically, but again, this isn't, it's not like this stuff is being used all around the world to test for one specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, is funny. It reminds me a little bit of the story of cream of tartar, which uh, some of us may have in our pantries today. Uh, cream of tartar is like a byproduct of wine production. It's the gunk left over in the barrels of wine. And it's used for a couple specific things. Uh, but, but is it considered a staple? You know what I mean? I would, I would argue no for many people. Uh, adrenochrome is kind of chemically it's kind of like that like they know how it's made they know the bodies produce it they know it has maybe a couple of medical uses but there's not like it's not like the silver bullet or miracle cure for something at this point officially but wait <laughs> so there are also some dangers possibly some downsides to uh, humans being exposed to too much adrenochrome. Uh, there were some small scale studies back in the, through the fifties to about the seventies. When I say small, we mean fewer than 15 test subjects here. And these studies appeared to show this substance could trigger some psychotic reactions they were phrased as like disassociation there were two psychiatrists abram hoffer and humphrey osmond back in the 50s who claimed that adrenochrome can form in the brain and may play a role in some specific mental illnesses and through these studies they found that a, a few fairly common things could actually assist in curing schizophrenia by uh two things vitamin c and niacin Interesting, right? Two things we've heard of before. Uh, two things that exist in a lot of energy drinks. And Scientology treatments. <laughs> yes. And it's also like a popular thing to take if you're trying to purge yourself uh, for a drug test, I've heard. Like people mm. take lots of niacin because it makes you like sweat out the impurity. But it's also kind of questionable as to whether that actually works or not. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody but, who's looking for that, it, it doesn't it, work. It, Find an excuse <laughs> 
to put off the test. Give yourself a couple there days. There you go. But but the reason why vitamin C and, and niacin were important there, or at least the thinking here in this research, was that they would reduce a, adrenochrome levels in mm-hmm. a subject. Yeah, they called this the adrenochrome hypothesis, which, fun fact, is also the name of the math rock album uh, that we were working on in our spare time. Uh, the time signatures are crazy. It's it's just like three tracks. One is two minutes long. The other two are 42 minutes long. Honestly, it's 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 more laborious than it is fun for me to try and get some of these time signatures in my drumming bin. And I really, you know, I appreciate like what we're trying to do, but right. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the track number three, one of the 42 minute ones, which is just called time signatures. I think we should <laughs> explore a different direction there, but well, anyway, at least reduce it by like 12 minutes or something. I don't know. Whoa. Hey, whoa. All right. We'll put a pin in that. We'll workshop it. But there's one problem. With, with this study, even though it's, it sounds pretty interesting, right? Later studies tried to reproduce this megavitamin treatment uh, as a way to address schizophrenia, and they were not able to confirm any significant uh, benefits, any positive effects, making it at best maybe a placebo or implying that there was something off about the methodology of, of the folks behind the hypothesis. Still, It didn't matter because at the same time, we have other things happening in Western culture. And this is hugely important. We have a long, uh, like a a long running kind of in joke in English literature, uh, wherein multiple authors are using the phrase adrenochrome to, uh, to describe some sort of, some sort of enigmatic drug like um like think about how if you're familiar with the king in yellow uh, the the entirety of the story of the king in yellow the original anthology is about this play that you can't read because it will drive you mad and so adrenochrome kind of plays that role here in a lot of literature it's described as the the druggest of drugs, the most hallucinogenic of hallucinogens, right? And Aldous Huxley um, actually mentions this in an essay that he wrote called The Doors of Perception, which, you know, obviously the band The Doors took their name from, and he refers to it thusly. He says, then came the discovery that adrenochrome, uh, which is a product of the decomposition of adrenaline, can produce many of the symptoms observed in mescaline intoxication. But adrenochrome probably occurs spontaneously in the human body. In other words, each one of us may be capable of manufacturing a chemical, minute doses of which are known to cause profound changes in consciousness. Um, does, that, does that sound like anything familiar to anyone that we just spoke about? About the way DMT, DMT. is described mm-hmm. by, by many folks? Um, and also notice there, may is used several times. Oh, and yeah. yeah, remember, this is Huxley speculating. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, I mean, like, drugs are a huge part of Huxley's body of work in terms of, was it Soma, I believe, in Brave New World? That sort mm-hmm. of, like, made every... It was sort of the opposite of what a psychedelic does. Psychedelics are supposed to open your mind and make you think about the greater world, whereas Soma was literally, like, an anti-psychedelic, which sort of closed your mind in and made you falsely, you know, complacent. Yeah, and we also have to point out, as far as every researcher knows, uh, Aldous Huxley himself never took 
adrenochrome, which is part of why those maze are popping up in his essay. Uh, he also, in this work, doesn't explore how someone would obtain this substance. He just says, like from that quotation, it's spontaneously produced like DMT from the human body. And just one last thing to remember here, uh, Huxley is writing about something that is being tested. There is research going into this thing. He wrote Doors of Perception in 54, and it's a known quantity. So he's he's pulling from something that is just uh, beginning to be understood. Right. And then those studies we mentioned before aren't until the I think I think it's late 50s, 60s and 70s yes. where those studies yeah, yeah. are occurring. So just remember that, like it's an, an author, a brilliant mind grabbing from a piece of science that is just beginning. Right. With a lot of uh, unanswered questions. And then we fast forward. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson, gonzo journalist. I, I think he's a, a phenomenal writer. Uh, he also gives adrenochrome a little bit of a nod. For many people in the West, uh, either the book Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or the film is going to be the first time they, they may have heard of this substance unless they were an older person. It certainly was for me, and I would love it very much if we could just like steal a quick clip from the scene in question. That stuff... Makes pure mescaline seem like ginger beer, man. Ginger beer? Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome? Hmm. In the book, the specific quote from the characters, Dr. Gonzo, is there's only one source for this stuff, the adrenaline glands from a living human body. It's no good if you get it out of a corpse. And then there, there are more yeah. mentions about this throughout um, literature, both uh, nonfiction and fiction. Yep. And, and just remember there, again, I hate to be the, the time bandit over here or whatever. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm not a time bandit. The time master, whatever. That that was written in 1971. So just leaving that out there. We've jumped now towards the towards actually the end of those studies that were being done, we mentioned. Yeah, we're jumping around. I have these, like, we've got four examples, and I have them kind of jumping around in time a little bit. Uh Part of it was uh, part of it was based on how explicit the mentions were. Oh yeah, no, no, totally, and that's uh, totally fine. What I'm saying is, when we're thinking about how these authors are writing from or where they're pulling it from, it's just sure. interesting to have that in in the back of your mind. Oh sure, yeah, like in uh, in Doctor Sleep, that'll be another cultural mm -hmm. touch point later on in the show. Uh, we know in A Clockwork Orange. I believe in the film adaptation as well as the novel, uh, there's there's the popular milk-based cocktail, Moloko Plus, and it has a couple, just like a smoothie bar, they've got a couple add-ons you can put in, and uh, one of those is called Drenchrome. Drenchrome. Mm. Oh, you, you pointed that up, and it, it, it came flashing back. We got Veliset, Senthamesk, and Drenchrome. Absolutely, clearly a, a reference to what we're talking about today. And that that book, by the way, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but I think that's one when it was originally published, they removed the last chapter of the story, which makes it com completely changes the whole thing. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, well, the, the, redemptive, the redemption arc, essentially. Right, right, right. So another book from the 70s, 1973, uh, called Legal Highs. There's a guy named Adam Gottlieb. This is nonfiction but very opinionated. He describes adrenochrome as physically stimulating. He says it gives you a feeling of well-being, and he implies there's some disassociation. He says there's a slight reduction in thought processes, 
We don't know if he ever took this substance or if it was just based on hearsay. Uh, we do want to mention that there are other things mentioned in that book, like catnip. I don't know if you try catnip. Once. Never do it again. Never again. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does make the creatures of the feline persuasion go nuts. I heard a thing on NPR the other day about what it is. It's like almost like heroin. Like it, it affects their receptors in, in a similar way to like opioids. Uh, and there's some study about I, I'm sorry, I have to look it up after after we get off. But uh, there, there's some new information out there about how catnip affects the brains of cats and, you know, like nothing else. Finally. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, people need to know. Now, you, you may at this point be saying adrenochrome. This sounds interesting. I love the authors you named. It's a shame that I'm not hip enough or a, enough of a literati or a scientist to buy it. Well, Good news, kind of. Uh, you can literally buy this stuff. If you want some, you just hop online. I, I tried it unsuccessfully. You tried it to buy it? I tried to buy it, yeah. I, I always try it when we do stuff like this, like when we did uh, transcranial. <laughs> oh, TCDS. Wow. Well, that, that is CS. Yeah. Yep, TDCS. Uh, yeah, it, it is true. It's it's a chemical compound that is created in many bio labs. There's one specifically, I think this is the one, I don't know if this is the one you tried, but there's a place called Santa Cruz Biotechnology. Is that is that the place you went to? Yes, this is one of the places. It was a bummer. Okay, so their prices, I went there because their prices are pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> just for 25, uh, just for 55 bucks US, you can get 25 milligrams of adrenochrome. Unfortunately, it appears they mainly sell to quote unquote labs uh, and quote unquote qualified medical researchers with all kinds of safety paperwork. I know. <laughs> well, it's funny though that, you know, if you ever heard anybody talk about like these like uh, research chemicals, right? right? There are a lot of lab created analogs to psychedelics um, and methamphetamine and things like that that are legally obtainable if you have the right credentials, which you can. You know, fudge. There are ways to get it. I've not say I've known any characters that fooled around with anything like that, but they are out there. Um, and you mm -hmm. know, things like two CI and two CB that are these uh, these you know synthetic analogs to uh, highly powerful psychedelics and nigh impossible to regulate because it's just so easy to make one little an analog. Yeah, that's legally different and not scheduled. Uh, here's a fun fun thing that I found here, Ben. Uh, if you go to scbt.com, which is where the Santa Cruz Biotechnology, that's their site, uh, and you you know, you know want to add something to your cart, like adrenochrome, uh, it, down below, it has a thing that says, you may also like, like, like a recommendation, a Facebook recommendation mm -hmm. or something. And down here, you know, you got... Uh, in in Takapone, uh, Tolkapone, uh, <laughs> U0521, that sounds interesting, and OR486, all kinds of chemical compounds that you can just add to your cart and purchase. All the hits. Uh, if you have, again, a quote-unquote lab and or quote, well, whatever, I just, you're standing in the way of progress, folks. I, my penchant for self-experimentation aside officially from what we understand adrenochrome is it has uses like matt said earlier but it's not super useful the main medical use you'll see is to uh slow blood loss it does this by 
uh, assisting with the synthesis of these fats that are called prostaglandins. Uh, that the, those are the blood clotting parts, and then it can also help with the inhibition of COMT. Uh, that's that's something that deactivates certain neurotransmitters. All pretty much like no, we'll say it. It's not hyperbolic. All of the online sellers that we found noted that their stuff was synthetic. Uh, yes. It's lab created. It's identical to the stuff that would occur in mammals. Like it's literally, it's not a, it's not a hair off. It's literally the same stuff. Mm-hmm. What is their phrasing here? Uh, there's a, there's a FAQ at the bottom at the, at that SCBT.com. And it says, is this, is this the naturally occurring type or synthetic? And it says, the response is, thank you for your question. Adrenochrome, this version, is chemically synthesized. Meaning created in the lab by humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's another question, though. It's a question hopefully everybody saw coming. What if people are already secretly using adrenochrome for something else? It's weird because, look, we had that relatively dry, important, and factual explanation of adrenochrome. But when you look at liter- the works of literature versus the works of science, it almost seems like they're talking about two altogether different substances. So is the stuff being sold online the same stuff mentioned in these works of fiction? A lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, guys, uh, will tell you this is not the case. Uh, YouTuber Liz Kroken is someone that you can look up if you want to dive deeper into this. But the, the question is this. What if in opulent mansions, secret compounds and hidden bunkers all across the planet, shadowy members of the business community, celebrities, politicians, decayed aristocrats and more are all secretly partying with adrenochrome? And if so, Where do they get it? We'll answer this question after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing 
implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Here's where it gets crazy. All right, everyone. This is a big one. We're jumping in, too. We're, this is a dive, like swan. Swan-like dive directly into this. Are you ready? Good form, Matt. Good form. Oh, thanks. Okay. So here is the idea that you will find spread all across social media and from YouTube to TikTok to, you know, Facebook, all over the place. This is the this is the tale uh, that the world's upper class, the elite, that that point one percent of the point one percent, they are using adrenochrome. This is the this is the story that's told instead of, you know. This weird compound that can be used for a couple things. This thing is some kind of drug that is like the one that's described by these other authors, but it's also got something else. Uh, there's, there's something else to it that has to do with staying younger, being um, like there's a vitality giving aspect to it. The biggest thing here is that you can't get adrenochrome, the true kind, from, you know, some lab that's creating it synthetically. You have to get this stuff from a young person, usually. Or or a, a mammal that's yeah. close to humans, like a pig. Uh, yeah, you got to get it fresh baked. During uh, Illuminati-inspired and or satanic rituals, uh, or, you know, for some people in that community, that's uh, six in one hand, half a dozen uh, in the other. Uh, but f- 
During these rituals, allegedly, these adrenochrome addicts uh, subject a person or multiple people to uh, severe levels of trauma and torture. And uh, this is to force their adrenal glands to produce what will become the adrenochrome. We, we should mention like it's, it's supposed to be a highly addictive psychedelic, which is weird because we don't know anywhere in scientific literature another example of a highly addictive psychedelic. There aren't people out on the streets like slapping the inside of their elbow because they need their LSD injection. Right. It just they don't work that way mechanically um, or chemically, I should say. It makes me think of like the idea of um, drinking somebody's fear. I don't know if you remember the episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark with the creepy doctor character with the beard. I think his name was Zardo, Zardo or something like that. And he has a little cafe out in the woods and he has the best soup in town. And spoiler alert for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Turns out it's made by siphoning people's fear and and, and and creating a very potent liqueur that he then like does a little drop of and everyone just loves the soup. And and we can keep making references like this because I, I I'm thinking about Monsters Inc. that I've recently watched because I've got a five year old where where fear is the power the the power source for an entire like world or realm, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And the uh and fear is the Fear is the bread and butter of uh, it, or also known as Pennywise in the Stephen King novel. I mean, I think and it's in the military-industrial complex. Okay, go right. Ahead. <laughs> I think it's a common um, it's a common trope because it's a great piece of a story. So the problem is the people they're torturing allegedly are children, uh, because uh, according to the elites who are into this, uh, they're they're considered capable of producing more pure, high-potency adrenochrome. So for people who believe this theory, uh, this is an explanation for disappearances of children around the world, as well as sex trafficking rings. They're also not not just accused of um, harvesting adrenal glands or harvesting children for adrenochrome. They're also accused of taking their blood to... uh, to elongate their own lives and harvesting organs, of course. Uh, but who are these elites? When we say elites, all people's elites are not the same, right? Like we can agree maybe the Pope and uh, some members of royalty, but not all are elites. Uh, but who else? Well, uh, many of the folks that you hear lumped in with a lot of these QAnon kind of conspiracies um, that are, you know, allegedly eating babies and wearing their faces as masks and doing uh, satanic rituals um, involving cannibalism and pedophilia. Folks like Bill and Hillary Clinton uh, are our, our, our podcast cohorts, actually. Well, yeah, that, well, it's interesting, right? Uh, let, let's leave that there for a moment because... In a, in a moment of full disclosure to everyone, as as Noel said, both Bill and Hillary have podcasts on our network that I believe have both been announced. I know Hillary's is no, live. Bill, Bill's went live yesterday. Yeah. See, so we and we're doing this episode right now, telling you about this stuff with these people who are considered the nefarious ones in this theory. Uh, and, and at the same time, this show, the three of us have made episodes specifically on Bill and Hillary Clinton before where we've talked about stuff. Uh, so just, you know, 
putting that out there in case well, sure. anybody wants to comment. <laughs> on the one hand, it's full disclosure, but on the other hand, it's just it's fascinating. It's a fascinating place to find oneself. Yeah, I think the Hillary Clinton show is in season two, I want to say. Is that correct? It's heading that way, yes. It's heading that way. It's, it's like, um, uh, I think season one just wrapped. Ah, there it is. So this list of celebrities also includes people like Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, Jim Carrey, Ellen DeGeneres, for some reason, uh, Barack Obama. When, the, only, the only thing I... I notice on this that seems that seems like a commonality other than wealth is that generally the politicians accused of doing this are going to be what we would call on the left side of politics. Right. Did you guys see any right wing folks accused of this? Uh, No, generally, that's that's the way it is, because, again, this everything we're talking about here spawns almost directly from Pizzagate and the Hillary Clinton email scandal and like connecting these several other things, you know, together where the adrenochrome conspiracy is kind of like a child of some of those. And I would argue that it goes even further back than that. In this conspiracy lore, we see, we see the echoes, the ripple effects of things like the old blood libel accusations that were used. Uh, we'll talk about it later in the show that were used to uh, oppress or justify the oppression uh, and uh, violence against minorities. And, you know, the, the elite are a type of minority. They're just a very privileged minority. But then also, again, what's weird about this list is it feels so arbitrary. It feels like you could just be picking, picking people at random who tend to be in the news pretty often. You know what I mean? Uh, the, for people who believe this story, the, one of the big things is that the adrenochrome Addiction will slow signs of aging, save for, and I hadn't heard about this until I started doing research, save for apparently bruising that appears around the left eye specifically after prolonged use. And you know where that comes from, right? Injecting it into the eye? No, the uh, there's another conspiracy theory uh, about an initiation ritual dealing with uh, bruising around generally the left eye that has occurred with many, again, elite left-leaning politicians and public figures. What was going on with Mitch McConnell and all his bruising that kind of came and went for that little period? Well, the story is it's it's uh, speculated to be a medical condition that he got over, but when he was asked about it, he said his health was just fine and declined to explain any photos showing his bruised hand. So not explaining it, which I, I totally understand because you're a politician in this situation, but not explaining it is just feeding treats, you know, to the, the conspiracy trick-or-treaters at this point. And and the good stuff, too. Not that not that orange and black waxy taffy crap. What is that? Are you talking, oh, God, you like the candy corn or the little weird pumpkins that just taste like sugary plastic? <sighs> yeah, I yeah. B-level Halloween candy. Not good. <laughs> there we, Not there good. We go. Uh, what, a, what a specific insult. You, sir, are the B-level Halloween candy of our friendship Halloween bag. <laughs> so, uh, so you're right. Um, we, we've seen this. One thing I think is important for us to note here is that a lot of times when you hear things like this described, you'll see this in YouTube videos about people being in 
hip hop and the Illuminati, what, what you're seeing, the evidence presented is someone's interpretation of an image, right? Like Jay-Z holds his hand in a specific way in a music video. This is a dog whistle to the Illuminati, says the true believer. And I, and I would argue there's, there's something similar going on here. But the weird thing is this addiction, if it's an addictive substance, is said to be crippling. Like the withdrawal symptoms, according to the, the believers, are way more intense than things like methamphetamine or crack cocaine. Like, it seems like it would be tough to hold down a functional job if you were an adrenochrome addict, right? Doesn't it seem like that would be the case? Unless you had just a steady supply and you were like the William S. Burroughs of adrenochrome and could just, you know, keep, get your fix readily until you, you know, wither away just from like old age, like he seemed to have done. Um, it's fascinating that, it, you know, it makes me think of like the, the best fictional trope, I think, for drug addicts is the vampire because the vampire needs that ready supply of blood. And if they don't have it, they start to waste away and get all pale and, and fatigued and they can't, you know, like, I think that's the best stand in for, uh, any kind of addiction. And again, blood libel explanation coming up very, very shortly here. Yeah, it, it definitely, this is the kind of thing that if you were to write it as a fictional story, this would be a great reason for anyone who needs adrenochrome to go to any length, great lengths, to get another hit. Right, because maybe in this narrative, it may be that the withdrawal symptoms for the substance are fatal, you know, uh, because that's something that can really happen with some substances. Uh, this, this is a lot, you know, but it goes further. How far? Well, we'll tell you after a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of, but they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more 
while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. We're back. Okay, so as we said earlier, this does tie into things like the QAnon disinfo campaign, as well as the um, the wide panoply of COVID slash Bill Gates theories. According to one line of thought, and I was scouting for like the most out there ones, uh, one line of thought says, okay, COVID was created by Bill Gates and the rest of the Illuminati as either what? A way to implant people with microchips, uh, which is pretty easy to disprove, or as a way to create a false flag, to lock down the country, to do raids, black bag people, uh, execute military operations and have it all pass under the radar. Um, and then white hats, you know, like the hacker white hats uh, of DEFCON fame who are somehow embedded inside of this system, but working against it, managed to throw a spanner into the machinery. They managed to throw some monkey wrenches in a really weird, like it would be a good movie. That's what I'm going to say. It would be an interesting dystopian sci-fi movie. Well, yeah, because there's the the YouTuber that we mentioned earlier, Corkin. Uh, this is a quote from her. Ready? Uh, they tainted the elite's adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus, and that's why so many members of the elite are getting the coronavirus. So their supply, like they have a communal supply, like a giant trough of the stuff or a water tower secretly, you know, secreted away in some underground cave or bunker mm -hmm. and how long does it keep i thought you had to create harvest the fear it. and then harvest it right i thought it had a very short shelf life but but still what's the canon ben what's the canon anymore what's the canon right 
is nothing sacred. Uh, so this, uh, some people have just heard about this maybe in 2019 or 2020 or something, but as we've established, this has been around for a while. Uh, and you may have seen, if, you, if you're a C-SPAN addict instead of an adrenochrome addict, you may have seen one of the most high-profile high examples of this stuff getting mentioned. CEO of Google was talking with the House Judiciary Committee in 2018, U.S. House Judiciary Committee, and someone there asked him about a conspiracy called Frazzle Drip. Which I had I had not heard of. Fun to Frazzle say. Drip. Fun to say, but when you kind of describe what it is, it, it makes you throw up in your mouth a little bit. The word takes on a whole new meaning. It reminds me of something like you might like refer to a really gross internet phenomenon by a seemingly innocuous word, but then when you look <laughs> it up, it gives you way more than you signed up for. You know what I mean? Like goatsy. Do not look that up. Do not look that up. Did you guys actually look at the Google trending for this? Like the actual graph? I, I pulled it up and the it shows, Instagram thing where it like shows the, the prevalence of searches. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's weird because they're not giving you actual data here. They're not telling you how many thousand or million times a term was searched, but they are showing you a score of zero to 100 as far as its popularity as a term. And right there in March of 20, no February, right? At, yeah. March 2020, it has a score of two. So that's from March 1st to March 7th. Then you jump over to March 15th through the 21st of 2020. It has a score of 100. As in like this thing is hot fire to be searched for. Well, also there were a lot of people uh, digging into these kind of beliefs because they were restricted at home. You know what I mean? They weren't, their normal routines were, were knocked askew. But... Uh, Frazzle drip, yeah, it's it describes a, a graphic, a gross thing. The idea is that somewhere hidden away on Anthony Weiner's laptop, there is a top secret video that depicts uh, that depicts Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and an aide performing a quote satanic sacrifice in which they slurp a child's blood while wearing mask carved from the skin of the child's face. This is, this was, uh, two people believe this, this was going to be smoking gun proof of an adrenochrome harvest. I just want to note at the time of this recording, no tape like that has materialized. And it is really quickly too. Uh, the, the aide in question was Huma Abedin, who was the wife of Anthony Weiner and he, and who he cheated on uh, with, you know, his, whoever he did when he sent all the, you know, Weiner picks. Um, so that was a big thing in the news at the time that he had this compromise, this, you know, this laptop with all of those types of images on it, but also with theoretically or allegedly compromise on other Folks, uh, uh, so he's keeping it like blackmail, essentially. Yeah, sure. but that, geez, that was the story. Come on, but if this tape existed, I just it, we we would have a screen grab. We would. It doesn't exist. There's no. There's not a, not a chance. There are many alleged screen grabs of that moment of that thing that you can find online. Um, yeah. I would say I've gone through many of them personally, and there's no identify. There's no way to identify the people that are in these alleged images. And they also appear to be doctored images of something completely innocuous that you can also find online. 
I would also say there are many depictions of these images that you can make at home, which is what a ton of people did. So and the shout out to Photoshop is all I'm saying there. Um, so these claims, that's a lot. The idea here is interesting because there's a bit of double think involved if we walk through it. The idea that adrenochrome is both a debilitating addictive drug and a miraculous life extending serum that it can it can kill you through the you know the sheer force of the withdrawal symptoms but then it can also keep you alive longer than the average bear uh and then the idea that it only really does the trick when it's harvested from human bodies you can't call it adrenochrome unless it's withdrawn from the adrenochrome region of the human otherwise it's just sparkling fear or whatever you know uh this this book um by Hunter S. Thompson, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Because of that line, and it's a pretty small line, about the pineal gland, uh, people were convinced that's where this stuff was produced. But the answer is like way less cool and third eye oriented. Uh, adrenochrome is generated by your adrenal gland. That sits on top of the renal glands. You might recognize the renal glands by their street name, the kidneys. Yeah, that's, that's, that's down here. That's yes. low. That's low. Yeah. Very yeah, yeah. low in the body. Different place. Um, it's really, it's really interesting. Just that a, a fiction writer can, you know, plant a concept of something in our heads or, or their readers, I guess, or and just anyone who consumes their material, no matter what medium it finds itself in, they can convince them of, of a complete untruth, especially, and it's the worst when it's, when it's like 50% actual science or 25% actual science. And we talk about in the show all the time, that's where there's almost always that grain of sand around which the pearl is formed. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It seems dangerous that way. Tell the truth, but tell it slant. You know what I mean? Uh, so, okay, but let's dig into this. So let's, let's do some if-thens. Okay. So all of the official science so far argues that lab-synthesized and naturally produced adrenochrome, uh, those versions are, are kind of indistinguishable in terms of their effects. They do the same things. It's chemically the same stuff. But let's say it's it wasn't. Let's say it's somehow different that, you know, it somehow matters. Uh, if you get it from a live human being, then you will experience a different effect. Let's think of it like, let's say it's the way that a the diet of a beehive will influence the taste of honey or the kind of uh, plant matter a cow eats will influence the taste of the milk. Let's say for some reason it's like that. How would you get the adrenochrome out? We found a really interesting answer from an expert, by the way. And because um, I was curious, I was like, you know, is it, is it something where there's like a little metal straw you stick in someone's neck or do you have like a, a pump or what, what do you do? Well, according to Dr. Steve Middleman, who is a UCLA expert in pediatric endocrinology, um, he says he's never seen evidence of this practice. But if it were to occur, uh, and the practice being extracting, you know, this, this substance, if it were to occur, he would kind of be the expert in how to do it correctly. Uh, and according to him, it would take a lot of doing. Uh, first, you'd have to do surgery. Like, you can't just suck it out, you know, like you said, Ben, like with a straw. Remember those orange juice commercials where they stick the straw straight into the orange? 
I always thought that oh, yeah. seemed really satisfying, but wouldn't work. You just get a <laughs> you get a straw full of pulp and no juice. Um, so that would be kind of the equivalent here uh, on a really rudimentary level. Um, surgery a second. You would have to run through a series of really complex purification steps to actually separate out the adrenochrome from all the other juice. Uh, and then even if you had all that and all the time in the world and the equipment and the expertise, um, it, you probably wouldn't get any more than like half a milligram per child. So, uh, I think we would have a serious spike in missing children, uh, cases if this were actually happening. A lot of milk carton kids uh, would be popping up. Um, don't know that I've seen that in the news. Well, hey, do you want to you talk about that really quickly? We've got some uh, stats here from the FBI 2019 NCIC missing person and unidentified person statistics. We've talked about this on many shows, uh, but this I think it's fascinating. I'm going to hit you with a bunch of stats just so you get an understanding of this really quickly. So here we go. Of the 609,275 records entered in 2019, uh, let's see, this thing called the Missing Persons Circumstances Field within you know a report that's generated was utilized 294,000 times, which is about 48%. When it was utilized... Um, 280,000 of those were coded as runaways, 2,400 as abducted by non-custodial parents, and 322 as abducted by stranger. Okay. Okay. So how many milligrams uh, are we talking about here, Matt? <laughs> well, I mean, that that wouldn't be many, right? Well, who knows? Because that's just, just the official... Well, yeah, you would, but that's the official reporting. And who knows how many of those abducted by strangers mm -hmm. would have anything to do with that. You couldn't, you know, how could you ever quantify that? Um, also, yeah, how many of those runaways then would fit in there? I, this, these stats aren't really helpful. I'm just trying to show that there were around 300,000 missing persons in 2019. Mm. Well, that we know of. That we know yes. of. And again, I'm not trying to be a, a jerk here, but like how many milligrams of this stuff would it take theoretically to, you know, ex to experience the effects? Uncertain. There hasn't been a, a the people who believe that this is happening haven't had specificity in that regard. Um we do I do I did find records of people who said that they took adrenochrome and the people who said, you know, I did it. I have firsthand experience with it. Uh, their reports are kind of hilarious in like a, it's funny cause you're okay. Kind of way. If that makes sense. They're like, I felt like crap. I had these terrible headaches. Uh, I didn't hallucinate anything unless I was hallucinating the headaches, which I was not. They seemed very uh, unimpressed with their adrenochrome experience. But look, if you're not getting enough, if, if you're not getting your milligrams for whatever dose you need uh, from humans, then why would you not get something like the adrenal glands of a cow available at your local butcher store you know what i mean even a grocery store can probably order them for you if you ask in advance well then that's just way less evil <laughs> right it wouldn't that's have this it wouldn't have the same umami <laughs> of, of of the the void you know yeah it's just sparkling wine not champagne right yeah fish roe not caviar uh can i um no 
Maybe not. I was going to read something from one of these websites where we found this, you know, conspiracy theory to be out there. Uh, I don't want to go too political with it, but I just I want to read the note that's at the very bottom. Mm -hmm. This is a website that is describing what we've told you here about the theory around adrenochrome and the elites and taking it from children. This is the disclaimer at the end. It says, please note, the author of this article would like to remain anonymous for she escaped one of these rituals many years ago. But after thorough investigating, we find these statements to be very much true in all caps. Um, just want to put that out there before we talk about the next thing. I think that's the one I sent. I was like, this is a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so, really quickly. And I'm, I'm yeah. sorry I'm hung up on this, but I just wanted to point out that LSD and highly potent psychedelics are usually measured in micrograms, not milligrams. So one microgram is 0. 0.001 milligrams. So, Presumably a milligram of this stuff, if it's as potent as LSD or some of these other substances, would pack quite a wallop. There we go. Yeah. Well, let's let's look at proof, if proof exists. Uh, it, it's possible that there's a cultural exchange that took place, which I think is really interesting. Uh, adrenochrome's current conspiratorial status could have come from hippies and beatniks. I mean, it's an objectively cool sounding word. It also has nothing to do with the element chromium, by the way. Uh, people may have just been using that as like a cool code word for LSD. And then the actual real adrenochrome got wrapped up in the narrative. I mean, Hunter S. Thompson, even publicly, multiple times, is like, look, I made up the effects of that adrenochrome drug. I just really needed a drug that was beyond the pale. And, you know, I was writing fiction. Sure. And in, in the film and in the book, I mean, the effects are really just like a super, super potent dose of LSD. Yeah. And I would posit it sounds more like DMT, like the actual thing of DMT that Hunter S. Thompson was writing about. Mm -hmm. And and also, you know, if you're, if you're writing fiction, you're always looking for cool words, literally, you know? Uh, so there's a bigger picture here. There may, there may be, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we can trace it back to just one thing, but we see multiple threads converging and we see this story kind of weaving in and out of them. Uh, this is not a new story. Yeah, it goes back to Pizzagate. It's a repackaged version of these older accusations that in the past, as we said, were used to rile up communities to take action against persecuted minorities. One thing that's different in this case is that it, the, the subjects of the, of the conspiracy theory are some of the world's most powerful people. They're the opposite of persecuted, but the tropes and the folklore are largely familiar and unchanged. One thing has changed, though. This is a very important thing. The technology at play. As we said, money plus age equals putting money that you have into research, into figuring out how to not die or make life a little better in your 70s or 60s or however old and wealthy you are. Because um, there are researchers all around the world that are getting money, startups that are, you know, coming through with venture capital money to find ways to extend the human lifespan and to make it just a, a better experience to be older. Um we, we talked about this in an older episode about, mo I think we called it modern vampirism mm -hmm. or yes. something around that. Yeah. We, we talked about this very real thing that got 
pretty popular in 2015 and a few years around that span where people were talking about specifically taking young blood from a subject like 20, 25 years old and doing transfusions with an older person. And then somehow that older person getting all kinds of benefits, like a fountain of youth kind of situation through sharing blood with a younger person. Mm -hmm. And this is a thing called parabiosis. It's fascinating. The concept's been around since the 1800s. This technique where you take an old subject, a young subject, and then connect the two circulatory systems together. Um, yeah, it's it's real. Sorry, Matt. You said since the 1800s. Yes. Would they have known about blood type in those days? Ha <laughs> Well, this is a really important thing. In many of these studies, you're dealing with inbred subjects, subjects that are ridiculously close genetically. Um, so then sharing blood for those two subjects wouldn't be a big deal. However, if you tried it with just some random 20 year old and whoever you are, you've odds are it's not going to work out so great. We'd have to, there's, there's a purification process. Uh, you need the plasma, right? Not just the straight up blood. I uh, also, we know the, the FDA originally said to, two of the startups who were selling this kind of this idea, we also called longer life through younger blood. Uh, the FDA was quick to say they had not found any efficacy to these claims but you can't, depending, it's all about what they say this is doing. Because ultimately, if two people consensually decide they're going to give each other, they're going to give each other blood, uh, then you, there's not a law that can really stop them. It's still your blood, which is one of the weirdest things I've said on air. But uh, <laughs> but there's ongoing research into this. You know, just last year, uh, University of California at Berkeley uh, decided. This practice was uh, decided this practice was legit enough in mice that they're it's worth finalizing clinical trials for humans. So they're going to be doing the study on this. It's not quite all the same stuff. They're diluting blood as well. It's it's pretty interesting. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I, I do want to point something out here really quickly. In There were successful parabiosis studies in mice in, gosh, I want to say 20, 2005, maybe, by this this couple at UC Berkeley. And one of the main takeaways from their studies was that, uh, yes, the older mouse who is sharing that circulatory system with the younger mouse does improve in a lot of ways. The health of the older mouse gets a lot better. And that was kind of paraded around on the news as, oh, my God, this is a thing. This could be a thing. We can fix Alzheimer's and getting old. What the reporting didn't look at is that the younger mouse in that scenario, uh, the health deteriorated very quickly, rapidly and terribly. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and that's that's in the case where they're sewed together, not where there's just a one way donation route. Yes, Ben. And, and, you know, we're, we're again, so many of these things tie into like vampirism and pop culture and, you know, the some sort of malevolent sorcerer sucking the uh, life force out of, uh, you know, some unsuspecting hero of the story. And what always happens in those situations? The person who's having their life force sucked out withers away and becomes old and starts to like atrophy before your very eyes. You know, it's interesting stuff when you see, you know, some of these like fantasy kind of tropes actually play out in real life experiments. 
And there's no, at this point, there's no uh, confirmed cases of human experimentation ongoing, like with modern technology in in this field. Uh, just to let you know, because I know a lot of us might have been thinking about human centipede. No judgment. It just hasn't, <laughs> to our knowledge, happened currently. Did somebody, did somebody go mad scientist or serial killer and sew people together in the past? Yeah, definitely. There are billions of people who have lived and died. Someone got weird with it, certainly. But in terms of an actual medical study doing this at this point, uh, it, it's not happening. There are other things. There are other anti-aging things that are very real and they're on the horizon. Substances like nicotinamide riboside, uh, which is uh, the active ingredient in a pill made by an outfit called Elysium. And then uh, another thing called nicotinamide mononucleotide. Uh, this is also NMN. They've been shown to improve the ability of cells in mice to repair DNA damage caused by radiation exposure and wait for it, old age. So wow. this is this is a like a pill you could take, a, a treatment you could apply that could not only uh, help you extend the healthy part of your lifespan, but it could also repair damage that had been done to you, aka a new astronaut pill. That's what I'm thinking. That seems like the immediate application. Oh yeah, for sure. I that would be great. Uh, and there's also, I think it's, gosh, six years ago, maybe, but there was a TED talk given by this guy named Tony, oh Lord, what was his name? Tony Weiss-Coray, where he was performing clinical studies on humans uh, at with, with patients who had mild to moderate Alzheimer's disease or effects of, the, of that disease. And they were just taking, I think it was 20-year-old donors who are volunteers taking their blood and then uh, you know tra doing I guess low level transfusions with them um, you can watch that TED talk to get full info there it's a good it's a good watch and I just can't I we can't talk about parabiosis without this image of Monty Burns jumping into my head and he's like steepling his fingers and he's going like yes the blood that's the last thing those children have or something, you know what I mean? Like, it seems very culture clash, boomer v. millennial or Gen Z now. The blood, the last thing those wretched millennials <laughs> have stolen through me, from me, by possessing it. Yeah, we'll work on the script. But <laughs> there you have it, folks. The, the story of adrenochrome is the story of a real substance given a very, first a badass and then a very sinister rep by various works of fiction and works of conjecture. And then those were later mistaken for fact, or as Rudyard Kipling would say in his famous poem, if twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools. But more importantly, that does not mean elite anti-aging treatments don't exist. That does not mean they are not on the way. They very much are. Uh, the first person who is functionally immortal may have already been born. But it's a question. What do you think would happen if a pill or some ongoing life extending technology or treatment 
existed, do you think the average person would have access to it? Do you think they'd know about it? Well, it, it's, it's the same question of the, this COVID vaccine, you know, and like who gets that first? It's all about scarcity. Uh, obviously, most people would want that, right? Is it going to be too expensive for the average of the COVID vaccine is free? But we know there are elites that are getting access to it through their secret clinics and their, you know, high end healthcare plans it probably isn't following the rules, right? Yeah. Who's that guy who faked uh, an identity? Who's quite well off. He faked an identity to fly oh. to Canada to OJ Simpson <laughs> to take vaccines, uh, to, to try to get vaccinated at a place that was primarily catering to elderly and immunocompromised residents of the First Nations. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that happens. That's an excellent example, Noel. I would not be surprised if that's instructive for this. But why I don't know. I mean, why not? Why not just upend the apple cart of society and make and and pull like a pull like a Louis Pasteur uh or a Jenner with the smallpox vaccine and just give it to everybody before uh, before anyone can put up gates or barriers to access and then see what the world's like in 200 years. Will we all be tired of each That's other? That's what I'm saying, Ben. And let's not forget, I mean, can, do we even have the resources or the infrastructure to support enough people living, to, that many people living forever? We don't. We don't have a support structure to... We don't for like for everyone right now. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not good, guys. It's really not good. We have the potential for that support structure. We just have a lot of people arguing about uh, about whether or not. Like there is enough food for everybody right now. There's enough water. We just have people arguing about whether or not people everybody should have water or everybody should have food. Uh, So we're still on some very basic day one questions. But I I don't know if you're frozen or not right now, but you're making the most serious cringe face. Okay, that was just you cringing. It looked like you were cringing. (laughs) Because I'm I'm thinking about all kinds of things, uh, especially like what soil is actually going to be able to be used and, you know, the phosphates. It's all good. We're fine. Everything's cool. Everything's oh, what cool. about what about this? What if the deal is you can get the life extending treatment? Let's say it's not immortality. Let's say it gives you 500 years. You can get the life extending treatment, but you also have to get sterilized. Ooh. So like that's the trade off. Would that be fair? I think a lot of people would do that. I think a lot of people would have kids first and then go get sterilized. Mathematically, there have to though, be some loophole. Does that work out? I don't know. No, not over time. No, no. Yeah. It'd, <laughs> have to live, it'd have to be shorter than 500 years uh, for the math. And, to work. But, but let's not forget, you could still die in an accident. I mean, this wouldn't like, you know, give you a complete like pass against death. You just wouldn't die from natural causes. You still get hit by a bus. Mm. You know, it wouldn't make you invincible. I don't know. I think it comes with a save point. I mean, at that price point, you're 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 going to need at least one save point so you can restart. Like a respawn situation? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You'll, that would be in the form of a backup of your personality, a brain mm-hmm. map that exists, a brain brain protein map that exists in the cloud or on some probably on some database in a safe somewhere. Uh, in a yeah. spaceship in the sky in low Just, Earth orbit called Elysium. Wasn't that the name of the company <laughs> that you were just talking about, Ben? Yeah. Uh, okay. And a film. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know about the films. What I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So that's our show, folks. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we can't wait to hear from you. Adrenochrome, anti-aging, 
anything else, weird literature, let us know. We try to make it easy to find us on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, shout out to the mods over at our Facebook page. Here's where it gets crazy. I'm start referring to them as the mod squad. Is everybody okay with that? It's not right. Okay. Yeah. I think that's okay. trademarked somewhere, but yeah, we're good. That's fine. For the, uh, the, the, the conspiracy mod squad. There we go. Um, Yes, you can find us. We are Conspiracy Stuff on Twitter and Facebook. On Instagram, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. If you want to check us out, we have individual Instagrams. You guys want to give your info out? Yeah, you can find me at How Now Noel Brown on Instagram and Instagram alone. You can reach out and write to me directly with questions or with suggestions for topics you think your fellow listeners would enjoy. I'm at Ben Bolin, HSW on Twitter, and I am in a burst of creativity at Ben Bolin on Instagram. Very clever writing there. Uh, but <laughs> what about you, Matt? Is today one of the days? Uh, no, I'm at, no, I'm not giving mine out today, but I wanted you guys to have the opportunity, uh, even though I was going to be curmudgeonly about my social stuff. Uh, that's very kind, Matt. Um, uh, you know, and who knows how, how many people actually listen to, to the end part of this show. Uh, you can find Matt at uh, Blood of the Young. Mm. <laughs> <at> <laughs> Blood of the Young at Nosferatu.org. Uh, and on Clubhouse, it's the same title. Yeah. And on Clubhouse, of course, the hottest new place for the modern vampire. Uh, if What if you hate social media? What if that's not quite the blood you want to sip? Uh, how else can an enterprising young vampire get in contact with us? You can give us a phone call. Why not? Why not? Go for it. 1-833-STDWITK is the number to call to leave us a voicemail message. Three minutes, if you please. And you might end up on one of our weekly listener mail episodes. Just please let us know if it's okay to use your name or what to call you, or if you'd rather we not use your audio, and we will um, honor those requests. Please do your best to keep the messages short, as Noel was saying, and try and give us maybe one message uh, instead of giving us a, a series, because we... We're a little behind and we want to get through them all. We want to hear from everybody. So thank you. It can help. Uh, something a few of us have done. It can help to make just a couple bullet points if you want, uh, because it can, uh, as everybody knows, it can be really weird to ha to hear a beep and then feel like you've, you've started a, 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 a stopwatch, which mm -hmm. you kind of have. So feel free to take your time beforehand. Think about think about what you want to share with your fellow listeners. That number will always be here. That's right. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff, please, please, please send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh, 
Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.